0: reading of mark chapter 15 thank you heavenly father god for today's reading god grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference we begin to ask what can we change in our situation what things are beyond our control what are our responsibilities in the situation we face as we pray the serenity of prayer, we learn to think in new ways. We learn to ask questions that will lead us away from our destructive, lazy ways and past into a productive future and believing that God controls all things. As we develop these new thoughts process, we may lack confidence in our own wisdom and common sense. We may... Hesitate to carry out God's will if we are afraid of the criticism of the people around us. Common sense could be defined as our ability to figure out in advance what the likely consequences of our choices and actions will be. We are told that getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. We can exercise our common sense by thinking about what we can do and then doing the things that we can. A woman wanted to do something to demonstrate her love for Jesus, so she poured some expensive perfume on his head. Chapter 14 of Mark. The disciples criticized her for doing this. Jesus came to her defense with these words, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? She has done what she could. These are words we can cling to. God wants to renew our minds and help us develop wisdom and common sense as we try to sort out our choice in developing common sense. People may criticize us, but we can trust that God will come to our defense as long as we do what Scripture directs us to do. Chapter 15. Of Mark. Jesus, the trial before Pilate. Very, Very early in the morning, the leading priest, the elders and the teachers of religious law. The entire high council met to discuss their next step. They bound Jesus, led him away and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, you have said it. Then the leading priest kept accusing him of many crimes, and Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer them? What about all these charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus said nothing, much to Pilate's surprise. Now it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner, anyone the people requested. <clears throat> one of the prisoners of that time was Barabbas, a revolutionary who had committed murder in an uprising. The crowd went to Pilate and asked him to release a prisoner as usual. "'Would you like for me to release to you the king of the Jews?' Pilate asked. For he realized by now that the leading priest had arrested Jesus out of envy. But at this point, the leading priest stirred up the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas instead of Jesus. Pilate asked him, "'Then what should I do with this man you call the king of the Jews?' They shouted back, Crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded. What crime has he committed? Then the mob roared even louder, Crucify him. Even so, to pacify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus' flogged with a lead-tip whip and then turned him over to Roman soldiers to be crucified. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters, called the praetorium, and called out the entire regiment. They dressed him in a purple robe, and they wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. Then they saluted him and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him on the head with a reed stick, spit on him, and dropped to their their knees in mocking worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to the crucifixion to be crucified. <clears throat> A passerby named Simon who was from Cyrene was coming in from the countryside just then and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. And they brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They offered him wine, drugged with myrrh, but he refused it. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would get each piece. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. A sign announced the charge against him. It read, the king of the Jews, two revolutionaries were crucified with him. One on his right and one of his left. The people passing by shouted abuses, shaking their heads in mockery. Ha, look at you now, they yell at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well, then save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and teachers of religious law also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross so we can see it and believe him. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridicule him. The death of Jesus. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lima sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of the of them ran and filled a sponge with sour with wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry, breathed his last, and the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn and two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, This man truly was the Son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, the younger and of Joseph, and Salome. They had been following, followers of Jesus and had to care for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. This all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath as evening approached. Joseph of Arimatha took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead. So he called for the Roman officer and asked if he hadn't died yet. The officers confirmed that Jesus was dead. So Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. Then he took Jesus' body down from the cross and wrapped it in the cloth and laid it in a tomb that had been covered out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus' body was laid. Amen. And now, notes about chapter 15. Pilate told Jesus' accusers that he found no guilt in Jesus, yet he handed him over to the execution. The Jews' strong emotions and Pilate's desire to pacify them all our costs led to the death of an innocent, innocent man. We have a lot in common with Pilate when we sacrifice the truth in order to please the crowd. We crucify Jesus. Our challenge in recovery is to stand firm in our faith and not so come to cynicism, compromises, or moral laxity. When we take the first step towards relapse, we must recover our footing with courage and wisdom. Jesus suffered verbal and physical abuse when he was spat upon, beaten, mocked, and nailed to a cross. Knowing that Jesus did all this to provide a powerful means for recovery should give us hope. No matter how terrible our past actions or how great our mistakes, Jesus has paid the penalty for our sins. Because of his suffering, we can each have a true relationship with our powerful God as we grow in our relationship with him. We will discover that there is sufficient power available for the recovery of all who truly desire it. Jesus' purpose in coming to earth was to serve others and to give his life as payment for our sins. This is a key thought in Mark Gospel. At this excruciating moment, the Savior bore the pain and punishment for all the sins ever committed. This is truly good news. Although we are never good enough to gain God's favor, Jesus' sacrifice provides provides the eternal security necessary for, for complete recovery. No matter how hard we try, we can never attain recovery from sin and its effects under our own power or effort. But with God's help, we can overcome even the most terrible sin, dependency or compulsion. Amen. That was from the New Living Testament, the Recovery Bible. Please grab your copy. Amen. Some of the key points here that I see... Is that how incredible how the government, which was the Romans, had given up Barabbas, who was a a fierce murderer. I don't know if he murdered a Roman or he murdered another Jewish man. It doesn't say here, but it's kind of interesting how much uh, Rome tolerated uh, Jewish people in trying to govern over them and work with them. Uh, But, you know, even though uh, Jesus took all our infirmities, all our sickness and disease and everything on his body, we have to read it, study it, and, and meditate on it to make it those words come true for us. Especially if we're sick or we're sad, writing those words on a journal over and over and over again, promises of God tend to be lifted out of the page, go into the spirit realm, go into our hearts, and change the situation we are in. The words we're writing down actually become alive with us and stay with us. For instance, um, Jesus took the penalty of sin. If you tro- have trouble with sin, writing it over and over and over again, it will finally, something will happen to our, to our consciousness and the presence of God. A Thank you very much. I think I'm done with chapter 15. Yes. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. Amen.